Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, we're back. I'm, Rita, I am back from the dead. I can't believe it. I felt so bad that you did not feel well for Christmas. Um, by the way, you know, when I, I left... I, I, I was on... I, I wasn't really on my deathbed, but... No, but, but you weren't feeling you know, well, uh, which I, I'm sad. You know, I had... An, I, I said it yesterday at the 5 o'clock show. I had a pneumonia shot this year, like, I, uh, you know, we do. And I said to the doctor, I said to Dr. Miklos yesterday, why did I get pneumonia? If, if I already had a shot. So what did he say? Oh, different variant. Oh, my goodness. E- everything's I, a different variant. Everything. Yeah, that's the doctor's You know, when you get a flu shot. Yes. Right. The flu shot is it changes. for 15 different flus. Right. It cha- and then the other uh, 5,000, it doesn't cover. The other 5,000 doesn't cover you. So I want you guys to know, this is how much I love John Katsimatidis. I messaged him yesterday. It was it was even though we taped one of my other shows, I was off and I said, we're about to sit for Christmas dinner. Do you need me? Is that not dedication, Rudy? I said, that, and, I and, said I'll take care of it even though I'm dead. Yeah, and, is he, and I, he said he had a pulse. And, uh, so I, he said uh, he was going to do it. Uh, we we, 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 we had the show movie. yesterday. I had Curtis. Curtis quarterbacked it for us. Oh, great. So, I thanked and him, then, too, in the So hallways. me and Curtis quarterbacked it. <laughs> And everybody else was on the phone. And, oh, it's and a show. The, well, the ratings were great. I believe it. John, you look good. Great. You look good. Thank God you're feeling better. Thank goodness. Uh, I just felt bad yeah. for the holidays, too, because it's such a time it's of a being together. Time to be sick. It's but a horrible time. Today is the first day I'm out since last week. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, I am glad you're back, and I'm glad we're all back. Um, and also, we have with us Rudy Washington, former deputy mayor under Rudy Giuliani. Of course, you heard Craig Eaton. Of course, uh, head of Brooklyn GOP chair, former and great attorney. And you know, one thing, you guys, I, the one thing, John, you know, I went to midnight mass. Um, and I was there at midnight mass. Beautiful. All I could do at midnight mass at St. Patrick's, I was just praying for peace in the world. There's so many things going on in the world between and my daughter was the there, protests. By the way, I understand yes, she looked the beautiful. Cardinal, the cardinal did have COVID, COVID last week. Oh, he did. And, he was very uh, careful. You could tell he was yeah. very uh, limited when he spoke. Also, but John, midnight mass at St. Patrick's is always. But you beautiful. know, but you know what really upset me, John? I had the most. It was the most beautiful mass. I got to see your beautiful daughter and see and a lot of people. I walk outside. What are we greeted with? These protesters with ketchup all over them, talking about Jews for you know, kill the Jews, kill the this. It was disgusting. No, they were against Christians yesterday. They're, well, they're they said, against everything. We're going to kill Christmas. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's all over the place. Yes, they were against Christmas, against shoppers. Now they're going to be against New we're Year's. Gonna be, we're going to be talking well, about it today. Well, guys, and and today, by the way, I'm going to Rudy. You know, I know you're related to George. <laughs> they look so and, similar. You know, you're and, a horse of a different color. Yeah, <laughs> remember that because he was the foundation of America. I'm going to ask and you this. If not George Washington, who knows what we would be gonna speaking? I'm going to ask you the sixty-four thousand yeah. dollar uh, black question today. Go for oh, it. let's hear it. We got to hear today it. Today is the first day of Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yes. Oh. What do you know about Kwanzaa? And how many really, you know, I know it was made up years ago. How many, it's a nice holiday. I think people mean well by it. Yes, absolutely. But but, uh, how many people actually practice it? Well, in my sphere of influence, and I live in a predominantly African-American community, I don't know of anyone um, that that really follows it. I, I, I 
you know one or two people in Brooklyn. I think it's bigger in Brooklyn uh, within the African-American community, but not so much in Queens and not so much, I think, in the Bronx also. Is, so. is, it, is it any place in, in, the, in the country? Uh, it's caught on, but let's say if you look at the African-American community as 100 percent, yeah, I would say less than 10 percent. You know, okay. I heard today that Andrew Giuliani said that Curtis is the number one expert in Kwanzaa in all of New York State. Oh, I found yeah. that, you know, that's the he told the expert. I, I know. I, I listened, and he said that. Yeah. He, and Andy said, Andrew said that Curtis is the expert in the whole state. I figured maybe the city, but he went. He I went jumped even on. I thought he went to the country. I thought he had the jumped, whole country I covered. On with Curtis and uh, <laughs> with Andrew Giuliani, and they call themselves ACDC. <laughs> oh, well, that could be trouble I in said, certain parts of I New York City. I don't know about that, Tony. Yeah, yeah, stay away. No, yeah, stay away. D.C. stands for District of Columbia. That's where uh, Andrew Giuliani worked for many years. Yes. And that's his desire where yes. he wants to go back. I think they need a new title, guys. <laughs> what yeah. do you think? I, I think we need so. to talk so. to them. Yeah, I'll I'll so. I'll <laughs> have a different definition for that. Yeah, I was going to say, you want to stay away from certain uh, certain parts I, of New York City. I am J.C., <laughs> and I said it doesn't stand for Jesus Christ. Oh, it doesn't. It depends on... Well, you. You're rising up. You're rising up from the dead because you weren't feeling well. (laughs) Joining us now is Professor Alan Dershowitz. And Professor Dershowitz, it's great to have you here. You know, I I don't know if you just heard what I was saying. I walked out of, um, you know, St. Patrick's. Beautiful. You know, we're there celebrating Christmas. It's midnight mass. We walk out. The first thing I see starting Christmas Day is a whole bunch of loud protesters screaming, you know, end of Christmas. Uh, you know, yeah. death to Israel uh, with fake ketchup all, you know, ketchup, fake blood all over them. And they did yeah. that all over the country. I don't know if you saw last night in New York City, they were actually punching cops. There are scenes of them yeah. punching cops. This is so bad. Well, this is less about Israel than it is about the United States. These are a bunch of, we used to call them communists, revolutionaries who want to overthrow the government by force and violence. They use every movement. They used to use the civil rights movement in the 1930s and 40s. They use the gay rights movement. They'll use any movement. Now they use the anti-Israel movement in order to gather support and to create, you know, just kind of dissent and and distrust in government. Uh, They are radical revolutionaries. They join every cause. They don't care about any of these causes. They, they wouldn't know Palestine from the Palisades, most of them. And, but they, they're, they're, they'll attach themselves to any radical cause, and they become violent. And what I worry about is Hamas, we know already has some sleeper cells. In Europe, probably have some in the United States. When they start using violence, these radical revolutionaries, uh, who are represented always by the National Lawyers Guild and you know undo Wall Street and all of that, they'll be fifth columnists. They will join uh, with radical Muslims uh, to stop just being disruptive and start being violent the way they were in the 1970s. They took over in the 1970s. They became the weathermen uh, and other groups like that and tried to destroy and blow up universities. Remember, they tried to blow up Fort Dix and kill our soldiers. That's who these folks are. And nobody should be misled into thinking this is about pro-Palestine or two-state solution or ending the occupation. That's their current excuse. Professor, the one thing I was told, and later on, Rita, we have uh, ex-FBI assistant. Uh, That's right, James Galliano. Yeah, James Galliano, is that there's, a, there's paid people within that group, and yeah. then they hire 
a hundred people that they give a hundred bucks, two hundred dollars a piece to, to be the criers. Uh, like uh, in an, in, at a Greek funeral, if there was women dressed in black that you hired to sit in the first two rows sometimes just to do crying, uh, you know, in case you, you don't have anybody to cry at a funeral. I'm going to like hire double. Will you hire double if I pass away? Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, know, you don't have to hire me. I mean, thank I want you, to know Rudy. Thank what you. the truth, no, what the truth is, what the truth is. And well, we us, know that uh, they're well-funded. We know that well funded. funds some of these things. We know that they uh, come from some from the from the former Soviet Union, now 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 Russia. But uh, we know that there have always been paid efforts to try to create chaos in the United States, and it it works because there are these useful idiots, mostly college students, who are prepared to go along on any demonstration, shout anything, hold up any banner even if they don't understand what it means and they join in with uh, the few people who really know who are serious who have a motivation there but uh you know we have to understand that a lot of this is caused by these radical revolutionaries who will do anything to topple the united states government uh, professor this is rudy washington but i believe you know and i remember my local precinct in the 70s when our police cars was blown up by the weathermen and, um, wow. you know, I believe this time is far more dangerous because we know last count it was about 20,000 military age Chinese crossing the border. Uh, we know about an incident in California where they were messing with pathogens and contaminating rats uh, to spread mm-hmm. it throughout the population. And, I'm, and I listened to the U.N. and, Professor, I think they all got it wrong. And, and our, our direction should be about organizing uh, allies to basically sell, tell Hamas to surrender and release the hostages, and then we can have a conversation. Because anything else, believe your enemies. They say they're going to kill you, they're going to kill America, believe them. And what we're doing, as you know, Professor, any day now or any month or any year, Iran is going to have a nuclear weapon, and we haven't stopped them. Once that happened, we're on our knees with this administration, backing out of the Middle East, and what does that do? Uh, that really sets Israel off because they're by themselves. And now we got a nuclear situation and fallout across Europe. I mean, this is crazy, very crazy. And I don't understand what this administration is doing. Well, it's much better to be early and to be too Amen. early to stop Iran from developing nuclear weapons. Can you imagine if October 7th or any variation of October 7th used dirty bombs uh, or used tactical nuclear devices, because Iran is going to hand them off to their proxies. They've handed off everything else to their proxies. They've handed off the drones. They've handed off other technologies that have been used uh, against uh, uh, innocent civilians. And so, uh, and and remember, Iran has technically declared war in the United States. It uh, critically injured an American soldier yesterday. Yes, it used a surrogate to do it. But they critically ended an American soldier. I hope he lives. I hope he's okay. But, you know, they're going to kill Americans. And it's all Iran. They're behind everything. And this would be the perfect time to take out Iran's nuclear capacity because it's going to grow into a nuclear uh, weaponry. A nuclear that will power. Be directed yeah. against the United States. And, and there's reports and that it's building up today. Yes. There's a lot of reports. Yeah. 
that they're building yeah. up. You know, um, by the they way, are. Professor, well, your new book is on. War Against the Jews. I just want to tell everybody because yeah. it's a great book, too. Later oh, on, we're going to have uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, KT yeah. McFarland to call. I mean, we're losing the Suez Canal. We're losing uh, the uh, Red Sea. Red yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. It's, it went up $6 a barrel. Right, which means you know, that they uh, get richer. Iran gets 100 richer. 100 million barrels well, a day in world oil times six is 600 million a day. Where is that 600 million going? And, John, yeah, BP pulled out completely. All the way, yeah, they're Iran. laughing all the way to the bank. They are using surrogates. They're causing people of Gaza to die. They're causing people in Lebanon to die. They're causing people in Yemen to die. And they're just laughing. They're not losing anybody. They lost one person the other day. Israel killed somebody from Iran. And suddenly Iran is going nuts. Oh, we're going to retaliate. We're going to do that. Because it's the first Iranian they've lost in a long time. Iran puts other people in harm's way. Just the way Hamas puts civilians in harm's way. Uh, Iran the, puts Lebanese. The Iranian and, and foreign legion. Yeah, the Iranian foreign. And by the way, Iran. And by the way. And Hezbollah. And Hezbollah. But and, Iran is now mad that Israel did a strike on one of the number two guys in the IRGC, yeah. the Revolutionary Guard, because we didn't have the guts to do it. Of course, Trump got Soleimani, but Israel did it. And guess what's happening now? Iran is shouting yeah. death to yeah. Israel more yeah. and saying we're going to be there's going to be payback. And, Craig and Eaton, you, you know, what, Professor, the big problem is that we're getting thousands and thousands of migrants sneaking into the country every day. And and we don't know who they are, where they're and coming from, and you know, a, and we know that a lot FBI, of them. We yeah. have a retired FBI guy coming on okay. later on. Yep. Yep. There's no, no, two ask, million. Ask him, you're right. You're There's right. You're two million right. Godaways. These are no, the godaways. Two million on the terrorist list. Yeah, on the terrorist list. And, and you've got to know these people aren't coming here. Some of them aren't coming here to just live. They're coming here to to kill us. It's not Let's a matter of remember, if, it's a matter of when. Sadly, sadly. Let's remember what happened on October 7th. Israel allowed workers to come from Gaza. It employed them. It paid them 10 times the amount of money they were making in Gaza. And what do you think a lot of these people did? They became spies against Israel. They told Hamas where all the locations of the technological mm. defenses were. And we have to worry about the same thing when you... Welcome people into your country. You have to make sure they have your best interest in mind, not the best interest of the country that sent them there, like what happened with Gaza and what I think may be happening on the southern border in some instances. Really scary. Yes. Well, Professor Dershowitz, thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Professor. Yep. And again, thank everybody, you. the book is... Thanks, everybody. Yeah. And your great book is War Against the Jews, because you talk about all of this in it. So thank yeah. you, Professor, very much. My pleasure. Thank you. And we didn't even talk about Harvard. I know. By the way, there was too much to talk about, oh but that's okay. God. But but we have another great guest now, John. We've got uh, Governor George Pataki is on. Well, right. Governor, welcome to uh, uh, Katz and Cosby. And, and the big item today, and you you were the governor of the state of New York for 12 years. Uh, the mayor is having a, a situation. And you, you, being the governor, know what you can do and what the mayor could do. And uh, we'd like you to talk about it. Well, I'll tell you, John, thanks for having me on again. It it is just an absolute mess, and it's unsustainable, uh, and it's just going to hurt New York uh, drastically if we don't do anything about it. First of all, I I mean, there are three or four things I would have done right away. First of all, we are not a sanctuary city, period, flat out. We don't want people unless they come here legally. We're happy. We want legal immigrants, but otherwise we don't want them. Second of all, uh, close the border. Uh, I would sue President Biden 
uh, and say he is violating his oath of office by allowing an open border where millions of people have come across. Third, I would end the right to shelter. That was something dating from the 1980s when we had a handful or maybe a thousand homeless, 150,000 now. We simply can't do it. Uh, end the right to housing immediately. I would also set up a compassionate system to provide short-term aid to those who came here. Short-term, not long-term. And if, as is the case, we have failed to get any significant assistance from Washington, I would put people on buses and I would send them to Washington. You know, New York didn't complain about the border at all when everybody was in Texas. You could have three million people in Texas, but until they came here, nobody cared. Now, all of a sudden, with 150,000, it's a disaster. Send them to Washington. Send them to Kamala Harris's residence. Send them to the White House. And then all of a sudden, maybe they'll realize they should close the damn border. We're going to be asking uh, – yesterday we were asking, Governor, that uh, uh, they want the, – the Democratic uh, senators don't want to uh, seal the borders. The Republican senators said, if you seal the borders, we'll give you all the money you want for the Ukraine – all the money you want for uh, uh, Israel. Israel yep. uh, uh, right now, we're just going to give you a, a 50 million, 60 million, whatever the number was. Uh, why is the Democratic Senate, and I tried to get a Democratic senator on today. I haven't got one yet. Uh, Anthony Weiner is going to be on the end of the show to try to answer the question. But why? Uh, I think it's I mean, very simple. Why? It's, why? it's very simple. But- they know what they're doing is wrong. They know what Biden is doing is wrong. But they are afraid of the left wing of their party. The same nut jobs who are walking down Fifth Avenue trying to disrupt Christmas are, are a key part of their turnout for, for primary elections. And they're afraid of them. It's quite simply they're afraid of doing the right thing because the far left, the anti-American left in the Democratic Party is so large. And by the way, if I was governor, another thing, John, you mentioned the Democratic senators. Chuck Schumer lives in a very large building in Brooklyn. Why can't we send a few thousand right to his front door and say, Chuck, you're not willing to close the border. That's okay. You can take them in your building. I mean, this is this is drastic steps, but this is a drastic time where the future of this city and this state is at, is at risk. Absolutely. Governor, this, Absolutely. Is, Craig, this anyway. is Craig. This is Craig Eaton. Merry Christmas you know, to you and your family. Uh, Two things. Thank you, you too, two, two things. The first thing is they put a lot of these migrants at Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn. And there were all these news reports over the weekend that these migrants were going into the neighborhoods in Brooklyn, Marine Park, um, Bergen Beach. And they were knocking on doors and asking people for food and money and clothing. And the neighborhood is in an uproar right now. And, you know, you got to feel bad for these what? people because they were given a, a bill of goods. But it's it's getting to a real dangerous situation right now in Brooklyn. It's a very dangerous situation. And, and, you know, as you said, you have to feel compassion for these people who uh, arrive at the border being told the border is open and American is welcome and immigrants. And then they're sent someplace where it's cold and they didn't know nothing and they don't get the assistance they need. I I don't fault them. I fault our government. Uh, And and they're they're walking around with infants uh, in carriages and strollers. It's sad. It is so sad. But but you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's going to get to a boiling point where you're going to have interactions between these people and, and, the, and the people in the community. And, and you know, we're going to have trouble. 
Yeah, and by the way, and also there is there is no end in sight, Governor. That's the other thing. Did you hear? There's this massive That's caravan. Right. I don't know if you yeah. like we saw before. Yeah, They're thinking right. it's going to be fifteen or twenty thousand coming. Let's let the governor speak. Yeah, Let's let the governor speak. And this is this is being funded. This is not spontaneous. Someone is funding the transfer of people from the Caribbean, from Africa, from North Africa, uh, here. And, and I would not be at all surprised if they're the same groups that fund a lot of the Democratic Party candidates, which is another reason they might be highly reluctant to close the border. But, you know, John, we remember back when New York was bankrupt and President Ford said, we're not going to bail out the city. The Post had a huge headline, Ford to city dropped dead. Every paper in New York should have a headline, Biden to city, Biden to America, drop dead, because that's what he's basically telling us. And, Craig, you mentioned, you know, in the neighborhoods, there's going to be issues. There's going to be violence, but we're going to be attacked. Uh, There's no question in my mind. Yes. Hundreds of terrorists. Uh, I mean, it's not like Hezbollah after the the, uh, Islamic Jihad, uh, Hamas and the other and Iran are sitting back saying, oh, isn't this interesting? They, I am sure, are actively working to place agents, to place people in this country. 100%. promote as much havoc as possible. We're going to be attacked. Really scary. Rudy, and and Rudy Washington has a question. Last question, because we've got to take a break. Uh, Governor, that was the Callahan decision uh, versus New York City and the governor of the state of New York on the homeless question. And you're right. It was only a handful of homeless. There were Americans. There were veterans. And, you know, when when the city recently just filed for relief, they wrapped those people in with the illegal immigrants. I looked at it and I said, this is going nowhere. I mean, and you're right. um, uh, They've positioned themselves in New York City across the country. And the moment we do something in the Middle East, we, we're going to feel it here in New York. And and I would argue that, you know, um, since we the president is the commander in chief and this is deliberate, people, you, you outlined it. Somebody's paying for it. Our enemies are paying for it. And yeah, I'm surprised at the Democrats that they're willing to let the country be at the hands of our enemies and let Americans die uh, for party politics. Well, they're afraid of their far left activists. They're afraid of their far left donors. And they're letting America suffer enormously, and particularly New York suffer because of that fear. You know, I know, John, you have to have a break. I wish I could have gotten into Harvard. Uh, if you think I'm uh, upset about the immigrants, try me on Harvard. But well, let's have you come back. Well, if you have time tomorrow, yeah, we'd love join to have us you tomorrow. Back. We're ready for that one. <laughs> we'd love to have you back. We'll All have right. you tomorrow, Gov. That'd be well, great. Thank you, Governor, and thank you for 12 years of being a great governor. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Let's take this uh, hard break that we have to take right now, and when we come back... We have uh, Greg Jarrett, Fox News' Greg Jarrett, uh, with some interesting news about Biden and Trump. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. 
And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Well, what is ahead for President Biden? What is ahead for President Trump? Lots of legal actions. And joining us now is the great legal expert, Greg Jarrett. You see him all the time on Fox News. He has a brand new book, by the way. It is called The Constitution of the United States and Other Patriotic Documents that he edited. I did a podcast with him on it. It is awesome. Uh, and definitely the book is a must get. Uh, also, Greg, you did an amazing piece today. I was watching and, and looking about it too, also on foxnews.com, where you talked about support for Biden fading. And the question is, will he quit the presidential race? Uh, what do you think? And explain why this, uh, obviously, this is going to be one wild year ahead. Well, Rita, uh, good to be with you. You know, Joe Biden is, is deeply unpopular. Just look at the polls. Serious concerns about his advanced age and diminished mental acuity. Uh, But more than that, voters disapprove of his agenda on every single major policy issue. Uh, On top of that, you know, voters are increasingly convinced that Joe Biden is corrupt and dishonest. Roughly 70 percent think he acted illegally or unethically uh, and, and for good reason. There's compelling evidence that he actively aided and abetted his son's corrupt influence peddling schemes. So as Biden's support in the polls fades and the corruption case against him in Congress builds, uh, I think prominent party elders and wealthy donors may quietly begin this private campaign to lobby Joe's family to convince him to bow out sometime before the national convention in August. And, you know, Rita quitting would incentivize Joe to pardon his son, Hunter, who's facing probable convictions and prison time. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people are wondering, like, I, can he physically make it? And just like you said, the, the walls are closing in. It'll be interesting to see what they uncover in Congress. Um, on the Trump side, Greg Jarrett, He just did a filing uh, in the last day or so saying to the appeals court that he has presidential immunity. Remember, the Supreme Court said they're not going to rush it, fast track it. Jack Smith was trying to rush it. So the trial would coincidentally start uh, March 4th and March 5th is Super Tuesday. Um, Where do you see that ending up on Trump immunity on that issue? Because he's claiming um, so I understand I'm not a lawyer uh, like you are, like some of the guys in the studio are. But he's claiming that it was under his official presidential duties. On the flip side, Jack Smith and some of those are saying, no, this isn't in the presidential duties. This was maybe a campaign move. Uh, Where do you see it ending up? Well, Trump's immunity argument, Rita, is a credible one, uh, that he acted consistent with his sworn duty to uphold and enforce all laws. And that includes ensuring the laws on free and fair elections. So if Trump believed or suspected that there was fraud or faulty vote counting, he's entitled and, in fact, duty-bound to pursue challenges under the law and even contest electors on January 6th, which, by the way, Democrats did in prior elections, and they did it under the Electoral Count Act. So Trump arguably has absolute immunity as president as long as he is acting in the course and scope of his duties as chief executive. And, Greg, um, if you remember, uh, Hillary Clinton 
calls him illegitimate for four years. I mean, you yeah. know, after she lost the race. And um, so this case they're trying to bring is completely a mens reis case, um, which I don't think you could ever prove. And he was president, and he did ask for 10,000 troops. So I'm not sure where they go with that. Yeah, I mean, hypocrisy should be lost on no one. Uh, Democrats in previous elections, including 2016, filed legal challenges, just as Trump did four years later. Uh, Jamie Raskin and others, uh, Democrats in Congress, uh, challenged the electors on January 6th in 2017, just as Trump did four years later. Um, they're allowed to do it. It's perfectly okay. But when Trump does it, it's somehow a crime um, that's inconsistent. It's hypocritical and it's fundamentally wrong. Yeah, uh, I agree. Well, Greg Jarrett, thank you very much for being here. We always love your perspective and everybody check out his column there on foxnews.com. Great to have you, Greg. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Rita. Thank you so thank much. You. Awesome. And by the way, we were talking about uh, security and the homeland. Uh, so coming up next, uh, we're going to be talking with James Galliano to ask him who is behind all of these protests, John? Who's paying these people? Who's paying the, the crying women in the front uh, two rows <laughs> the of the church? church. And Rudy, somebody, Rudy you said there's going to be more on mine, right? You said there's going to be at least at least five rows well, on yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> but they won't be paid. Let's Thank say, you. Let's take we that break. You. commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And this is Katz and Cosby. You know, John, we were just talking about all these crazy protests that are happening around the country. You brought up the Greek women crying in the church. Like, who is paying these people? You know, who is paying them? Well, joining us now is the former uh, FBI special agent, very long-term in the FBI, seasoned executive there, James Galliano, my friend. James, really great to have you here. I know you were a supervisory special agent, also served on the FBI's elite hostage rescue team. Who is funding these protests that are going on around the country that now are really getting out of hand? They were punching police officers in New York last night. They are getting out of control, James. Rita, first of all, good to join you again, my friend, and and, and all of you there on the roundtable. Um, yes, absolutely despicable what we witnessed. Um, but this is part of what happens when we allow a permissive environment, not just for criminals, but also for anarchists, like we saw during the summer of 2020, the, the summer of peace and love, and what we're seeing now with these pro-Palestinian rallies. And look, no one is arguing that people don't have a right to protest or a right to rally or a right to support whatever cause they want, even the ones that we might find despicable. Like there are folks out there that are actually supporting Hamas, a terrorist organization who's funding them. Well, I, I think there's going to have to be some digging to figure that out. I, I, I don't want to, like, cast any aspersions. I don't have any inside information. But I, knew, I do know that just like in 2020, when Black Lives Matter and Antifa coalesced and, and metastasized across cities in this nation, they don't bring people in from out of town on their own dime. They are 
funded by someone else. I, I think we we must have somebody smart enough in our intelligence, 17 intelligence agencies. There's an 18th that we don't know about, but uh, but there's somebody intelligent in our intelligence agencies that got to know somebody. I mean, and the other big item that we were talking to Professor Dershowitz was all these people coming in from Africa. This is organized. Somebody's paying their transportation from Africa to Mexico for them to walk over. <laughs> yeah, that's a long walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, great point. And, and John, I hear you. And, and here's the problem, or it's, it's either a feature or a bug of our Constitution. And, and I would argue it's a feature and a good thing, but the argument is this. Unless you can tie people to a foreign terrorist organization, an FTO, we can't go up on Title III affidavits. We can't go up on listen on phones or collect the metadata to look at text messages and things like that. If these are domestics, if these are American citizens. James, we, we do that off the record. We do that anyway. So we yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's it's a tough situation because you got to thread the needle. You know, you can't just – people have Fourth Amendment protections, which means that, uh, you know, they should be safe from government seizure in, in, in their own home and that their communications are protected unless and until they are part of a criminal conspiracy and it has ties to a foreign terrorist organization. We're going to overprotect ourselves to the point where we're going to lose our country. Yeah. No, I, your frustration is, is one that, I, that I've heard in, in, in people lamenting it for weeks and weeks and weeks, what we witnessed the last couple of days. Can you imagine any other group other than the Catholic Church where you had nativity scenes that were desecrated, Jewish synagogues where you have people putting vile, racist, bigoted Nazi symbols on them? Can you imagine if this happened anywhere else other than those two faiths and the fact that we tolerate it and allow it? And the NYPD essentially is struggling because you, you know how uh, District Attorney Bragg is with, you know, with punishing people or, or holding them accountable for these type of crimes. He doesn't. Yes. James, yeah, this Craig is Eaton. Craig Eaton. Uh, first, thank you for your service to this great country. But you know what's interesting is we released billions of dollars to Iran months and months ago. And, and we heard from the White House and we heard from the Secretary of State, we're going to stay on top of that money. They've gone go, – they've gone – Ghost on us. We haven't heard anything about what yeah, happened MIA. to that money. And you know what? It's 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 That's interesting. Trump change. But it's interesting that that money was so time making, wise was tied yeah, to Trump the change. Attacks. They're making yeah. two billion dollars a yeah. week on the uh, on, on the three and a half million barrels a day. Yeah. They're allowing them to pump. Right. But, hey, but they're not out? even checking that. You're right. They're not even that, checking that, it that, anymore. That he was like, "We're going to stay on top of it." What do we do? I mean, the, the government has gone dark on us. They've done nothing to follow up that money. There's some way the White House can track money that's going there and figure out where they're getting their money from. Somebody stop yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's a great, great point because you're talking about the fact that the nation of Iran, just like North Korea, China, Russia, um, nations like that that are hostile nations towards us. And Iran is the greatest exporter of foreign terror in the world, across the globe. And if you don't think that they're using those billions, and that's billions with a B, billions of dollars to fund these proxy wars, to support and prop up Hamas, they don't have clean drinking water in many parts of Gaza. But guess what? They've got rockets and they've got weapons 
And that's all being funded by Iran. That's a great point. That's where the money's coming from, and the money's going to buy armaments. And uh, everybody, we're talking to FBI Supervisory Agent Rudy Giuliani. I mean, Rudy, Rudy Washington. <laughs> I just I saw Rudy an hour ago when I filled in. Rudy Washington related now, to George Washington. Go yeah, ahead. James, I just, I just wanted to say the law in New York City is if you want to protest, you go down and you pull a permit out, and they give you sight and sound wherever you want to protest against. You don't get the right to close streets and, and jam up traffic or across the whole officers. city or punch police officers. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, they're breaking the law every single day. Sir, you are living in a time warp, and I'm with you because that's the way it's supposed to be done. People think that you can close down the Brooklyn Bridge, that you can shut down the Manhattan Bridge, you can shut down Fifth Avenue. You cannot do that. We have allowed folks to do it, and now people think in this permissive environment that that's okay. And the number one reason we don't want them to do it is not because we don't want them to express their opinions. We need to make certain that public safety is, is, is upheld. How do emergency vehicles get through? I mean, much less the fact that people are there just working hard, working 10-hour, 12-hour days and trying to get home. But it is a public safety issue. And, sir, you are right on board there. The Constitution, the First Amendment, does not allow you to just start your, your picketing and start your protesting wherever you want. But, unfortunately, that's where we are today. Yeah, what a sad state of affairs. James, thank you very much. Join us again soon, my friend. Thank you. We will, Rita. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yep. And now we have Katie McFarland, uh, Deputy National Security Advisor under President Trump. Uh, Katie, you know, we're talking about clamping down on these protests. Uh, the Biden administration isn't even clamping down on these attacks by Hezbollah. Uh, I don't, I'm sure you saw the latest. There was an attack by a Hezbollah proxy on U.S. forces. Three U.S. servicemen were injured. One is fighting for his life right now. And this is, what, the, like, 100th attack. And all we do is we strike back. We do, like, a little pinprick. What are we doing? No, we're not even striking back. I mean, that, that's the irony of all of this. The, the Biden administration's approach is, look, we don't want to get Iran upset. And so we don't want to do anything against. <laughs> How sad is that? If John and I are yeah. laughing. That was John laughing because I agree. They they think well, if Iran, if we don't upset Iran, Iran isn't going to escalate. Look, they've got their thinking is upside down because these are all Iran proxies. They're doing it with Iran money, Iran permission, Iran direction, and whether it's the Houthis attacking shipping in the Red Sea, whether it's the various terrorist groups attacking American interests and assets in Syria and Iraq, it's a miracle that no American has died. And it's only a matter of time before there's a major attack on American casualties. So with the Biden administration saying, well, we don't want to upset Iran because Iran might escalate. The problem is Iran is escalating and and they're encouraging that escalation. They've made Iran rich. They've given Iran every opportunity to do bad stuff to Americans and to our allies. So then once an American starts once you start having American casualties, we could find ourselves in a shooting war that they haven't really thought through. The far better way is to deter it now, take out all of the sites that are shooting off, whether it's, it's missiles or launching drones, so that if you shoot a missile off at an American interest, American ship, American serviceman, you know that within an hour you're dead. KT, you're 100% correct. If they're shooting at us, that's our excuse to go in and wipe the place clean. I don't understand why they're letting go of uh, uh, the Suez Canal, the Red Sea, 
by by these terrorist groups. It's costing oil went up six dollars a barrel. I just want to qualify that to all the American people. The 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 world burns a hundred million barrels a day, six dollars a barrel, six hundred million a day. Where does that money go? Well, I think a, a large percentage goes to the OPEC nations and to Russia. And $600 million a day. So somebody said to me, why isn't Saudi Arabia doing something about it? It's Yemen. They hate each other. I said, they like the money better. How sad is that? I mean, why, why isn't our military just wiping out things over there? You know, the irony of all this is, is that why are we even screwing around with this stuff? How many wars do we have to have in the Middle East? It's always going to be a problem. Far better for the United States to say we now have the ability to, to provide energy, oil and natural gas to the entire world for hundreds of years. We should become the new Middle East. We should become the source of energy for the world. Because until that happens, there's always going to be another fight in the Middle East. There's always going to be a terrorist group who gets money from Iran or gets some money from somebody else and goes after the United States and every other civilized nation. It's, it's just so obviously easy and yet the biden administration and their upside down logic they say well we don't want to upset iran we better be careful iran might start a war but by their very action they are encouraging iran to start a war they've given iran a hundred billion dollars when they fail to endorse and enforce the sanctions high prices of oil means iran's rich you know the trump administration we had we saw oil go from about a hundred dollars a barrel to forty dollars a barrel iran was broke all the proxies were complaining publicly, where's our money? Iran isn't giving us our money. And yet Iran, you know, wars are expensive. Iran couldn't afford it. We could take that price of oil, which, as you point out, John, is going up $6 a day. How much is it going to be tomorrow? The day after that, it's going to go right back up there to $100, $120 a barrel. It's going to bankrupt the world. And it's going to enrich Iran. Craig Eaton. KT, how are you today? Um, Hi. You know, you know what it is? I think you're 100% right. The White House is asleep at the wheel. They see that we are weak. They, the world senses it. And you know what? This would have never happened under President Trump or even President Bush. Look what happened on 9-11. President, President Bush pushed back and let the world know we are not going to allow this to happen. What's happening today is we're saying, come on in, do whatever you want to the United States. We're weak and we have no way of counterattacking you. Well, and the thinking is the upside-down thinking. It's the yeah. same thinking with regard to China and the spy balloon that we now know was coming over the United States. The Biden administration knew all about it. They tried to keep it from the American people. It's, we don't want to upset China. You know, we don't want to do that. We don't want to. No, it's upside-down thinking. You yeah. have to deter. Yeah. The weakness invites aggression. Yeah, it sure does. Katie, thank you. We love you and we appreciate you. And I, I wish we had a stronger message from the top because uh, I agree with you and Craig. Craziness. Um, thank you, KT. You got to come back on soon. Shall do, and happy New Year. Thank happy you. Year. You too. You too. And everybody, after the break, uh, we're going to be talking to a former Congressman Anthony Weiner. Why are the Democrats so weak on the border? Where's their spine? It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on seventy-seven WABC. Well, we're back, and uh, right now, there's a big question going on, and we started it last night. Uh, the uh, Democratic senators uh, want money for the Ukraine. 
They want money for Israel. And the Republican senators say, we'll give you all the money you want. I think they gave him a little bit, like $60 billion or something. We'll give you all the money you want, but we want to make sure the borders are controlled. And I called a few U.S. senators, Democratic senators today, and I asked them to go on. They're thinking about it. But meanwhile, we have our own uh, uh, Democrat at uh, WABC, a very, very smart uh, guy, a congressman, a former congressman, Anthony Weiner. Anthony, uh, where is the confusion where the Democratic senators say we want more money uh, for the borders in Ukraine and, and Gaza and, and Israel, and the Republican senators say we'll give you all the money you want except uh, you've got to fix the borders in, in the United States. Uh, give me an explanation because everybody's scratching their heads. Nobody understands why they can't make a, a, a compromise on that. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Chen. They probably are. You remember the House of Representatives left town, so it's only the Senate and the White House negotiating. They're probably going to do it in January. When the president made his proposal for emergency spending, he said Ukraine, he said uh, uh, Israel, he said the South Asian Sea to protect Taiwan, and he also had border security money in there for more officers at the border, 1,000 more officers, 400 more administrative judges so they can have hearings for these asylees right there at the border and also more machines to track fentanyl. The Republicans, you know, it's not clear what they want. They don't have a proposal on the table. We want 80,000. I I tell you, I'm not saying that that's what they want. If I was president, you know those 80,000 IRS agents? I'd take them and hire them and put 80,000 soldiers on the borders and make sure our borders are controlled. Yeah, but it doesn't help us with all the asylee applicants. We still need hearing offices for all of them, and the Republicans are refusing to fund those. Just go back to Trump's remain in Mexico. That's all. I mean, it's not complicated. He opened up an Ellis Island operation. Yes, and and go from there. It worked. Let's do one at a time. Mexico had to agree to that. Mexico has said no. They did it. Mexico, so Mexico had to Mexico has to agree to that. Remember, you're just do it, just moving our problem into their country, and they said no to that. Listen, we have to fix the asylum law. Well, no, oh, no, 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 no. Look, hey, we're not playing no, that game. Yeah. Anthony, let me just ask you a question. Do you think our president? Let's talk about what we have control over. This is Rita Cosby, and it's great to it's great to have you on, Anthony. Um, but you. you know, do you think our president actually has done? has really cares about protecting the border. He could do it day one. He could, if he really actually, wanted he to, like no, John no, is saying, laws, he can Rita. do, no, actually, Anthony, he can on our side of the border. He can do what he wants. Trump You're can. right. You know, he, and listen, he could say to the Mexican president, here's what I'd like you to, I don't even hear him asking him, even demanding anything. Let, he has control of our borders and he's not doing it. And those 400 agents are basically going to be babysitters to process. That's not going to, that's a drop in the bucket, Anthony. Okay. You need, you need Congress to allocate the money. In Congress to change the laws. They've done neither one, Rita. You need a president with a spine, Anthony. You don't have a president with a spine here. There is no here. Let's do one at a time. There's not a spine law. There is Congress has to change the immigration laws. We have to do it every 20 years or so. We always did it before. I mean, can you can anyone sitting there tell me what the Republican proposal is to change the laws? Because they oh they control the House of Representatives. They left town. Anthony, day one. 
uh, what was it, 90 executive orders in which the president undid everything Trump had in place and was working. He could do an executive order and revert back to what we had before. Yes, and he that's would have to put true. it. That's not true. Oh, that's not an executive oh, order that closes the border. That's not a thing. Let, let Anthony, let, let Rudy ask the question, please. And, and do just like Trump did and make him remain in Mexico. It worked. That's not the border a, that's was not sealed. A that's not it was a an law. executive order. All right, we're not it's getting not, anywhere, guys. It was not. It was an agreement with Mexico that they no longer agree to. Okay. Well, you know, Trump made it a little secret. Trump went and told the Mexican president, "We're going to put tariffs on your products." Ten minutes later, Mexico agreed. Yeah, and and he could okay. have done right. remain in let's, Mexico. Let's terminate this conversation you know? if we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, but but Anthony, yeah. let's ask you a question. Do, let me ask you all a question. Do you think this is going to turn around? Because we have to do something to solve it for the American people. Here, Rita, I will give you the answer to that question. I think they are going to do a deal in January. But let's be honest. You guys are Republicans. I'm a Democrat. Republicans Actually, I'm an independent. They don't want I'm to not a Republican. I'm, I'm, I'm an American. American. I'm a centrist. I'm whatever. an American. What, whatever. Uh, all right. You, you guys are all, are all centrist. All I can say is that Republicans want the issue. They don't want a solution. That's pretty obvious. We want peace and safety. That's what we want. We and want, we want the issue. Craig, you want the issue. Let's, let's, let's be honest with our listeners here. You want Actually, the issue. You don't want a solution. No, no, absolutely no. That's not. That's not true. That's no. not true. That Anthony. is absolutely not true. Anthony, that's not true. We just want the borders secured. That's it. Full yeah. stop. We want to feel safe in, in New York. Yeah, it, it's, it's, Republicans it, it is scary. Come back into session. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you need help. you need you need a lot of people to come to the table too, not just Republicans. Believe me, if the president said we have a deal, they'd come back. Uh, that doesn't look like anywhere near in sight. Thank you, Anthony. Let's pray Anthony, for thank pray you. for America. Yeah. And happy uh, New Year. Happy New Year. Well, it better be a happy yeah. New Year. Let me and a safe New Year. And a safe New Year. Yeah. Well. And what do we all stand for, you guys? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American, American way. way. I'm worried about our borders, sir. Yeah. I am, too. That's why Every let's day. pray for them. And it's not, we're not playing games here. No, absolutely. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.